Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. I'm very excited about my next guest. He's been with us before. Unfortunately, we had to cut our last interview a little bit short because of some technical difficulties. So we're going to give it another try. Uh, he is Al Killeen with Integrative Mastery Programs from Colorado. And uh, what Al does is they help uh, with business integrated programs and training for successful executives and organizations in effective leadership, management, and coaching to create empowered, zealous cultures based on values. Al, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for joining us again. Yeah, it's good to be with you again, Bill. Thanks for having me back. Al, uh, we we had a a bit of a problem last time, and I apologize for that technology being what it is, but tell our listeners a a little bit about uh, Integrative Mastery Programs, how you got started with that, and what you do for folks. Well, uh, basically, I've been the CEO of four different companies, and I noticed when I was in leadership roles that it was a a lonely place to be. It is truly lonely at the top. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, half the time I felt like I was sort of making it up and faking it and and looking around for advice, hoping that I could get it. But I always wished that I had somebody that I could talk to about anything, even beyond business, and I couldn't find that person. And I felt like that system wasn't necessarily even out there. There was a lot of transactional, tactical things out there, lots of information, good information. But I was looking for something more than that that really ties it all together into uh, my life as a whole and how to operate from my most empowered place. And so I put together a lot of information from thought leaders that I've, I've really been studying over the last 40 years with work from Peter Sengen, MIT, and Robert Fritz, and a lot of different thought leaders. And so I put together this program that basically helps cultures uh, advance forward into a sense of mission that's based upon individual values all in the service of the organizational vision and mission. And I started 15 years ago and rather quickly, um, uh, fortunately, became one of the top 3% of the business coaches in the world, despite being a guy with all his own personal problems. And uh, it's moved forth uh, dynamically. Uh, we're, we're sort of one of the best-kept secrets in America, I would say. And a lot of uh, companies that use us find that uh, they, they end up becoming a little more of an Apple computer kind of culture rather than uh, the U.S. post office. No offense to the post office. But, you know, we want to create places where people all find work to be a crucible of beginning to grow the best parts of themselves through a values-based orientation personally and professionally. And I I think it might have been your successes be, because you had those problems and you were able to deal with them one by one and, <laughs> and turn them right turn them into, say, because the first part of what you said there was it's lonely being a business owner sometimes, and it's hard to find people to talk to that don't want to sell you something or whether it's their time or a product or whatever, and so I, the name of your company, let's, I'm going to take that apart real quickly. It's Integrative Mastery Programs. Each one of those words is very meaningful unto itself, and altogether they mean that you're taking, you've, you've found these different 
programs that, that master these different issues that you were addressing and found out a way to integrate them all together for the benefit of your clients. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's beautifully put and very insightful on your part to realize uh, the, the nuance in the name of the program. You know, Bill, I coach 43 CEOs and senior executives in 20 companies at all times, and that list basically turns over very, very slowly. And I've got various programs and retreats and workshops and all that stuff that I do, but what I feel we need to have as individuals are critical skill sets uh, basically in our lives as well as in our businesses. And it goes beyond coaching. I think we need to be, and by the way, it's interesting. I listened to a little bit of your last uh, guest. I know Alex. I know him well, nice guy. And he and I both share a dear friend uh, that uh, unfortunately has passed on, but I respect Alex tremendously for, for the kind of work that he does. Well, what I find is that a lot of trainers tend to focus on leadership development or on management skills or on coaching. I believe they're all three critical skills that are different skills but need to be integrated at the right time, in the right way, at the right moment to forward the organizational vision and mission. I also believe everybody within them has individual core values that if they are able to become aware of those values and begin to live lives personifying those values rather than promoting or defending their individual egos and scripts and whatnot, you have a chance to really awaken something larger, not only in the individual, but in groups of people as a whole. So that's why I always use Apple stores as an example. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and you go into the Apple store here, it's almost like old-time religion for these folks because they're on a zealous mission to do something really outstanding in the world that Steve Jobs and, and Wozniak created back in the late 70s as a, as a vision for the world to have easy computerization. Well, you know, Jobs is gone, Wozniak's checked out, and yet you have their store continue to move forward with people to take on as a personal, sort of a personal crucible of purpose to forward this idea that Apple is something that has an X factor of specialness. And I believe every business wants that. I don't think most leaders tend to know how to get to that. So what we've tried to do is put together a set of tools to help them practice that and in doing so create cultures where people don't go to work for the paycheck. They go to work because it's the place where they get to grow the best version of themselves. Beautifully put. There's so many people out there that they think I have to motivate them with pay with because of greed. But Especially these days, and uh, younger workers coming in, they they'll they they will be motivated by a mission. But that dictates that the leadership has to be able to um, communicate and and get that get everybody behind that mission. And that's is that the trick these days is is helping your group to be involved in creating the mission and the vision, uh, so that they share it. Or, or how do you get somebody to share a mission and vision these days? Well, the first place I got in touch with a new approach to that was with uh, Peter Senge's book, The Fifth Discipline, back in the 80s, where he really woke me up to the idea that we're in a time of great paradigm shifts relative to the world and to business as a whole. And the old saw in business used to be that you never mix personal and professional. But what Senge discovered, who's the, the director of the Sloan Business School at MIT, is that really the, act, the exact opposite is true. Everybody lives in their own movie all the time. And that movie is often a lonely movie that's based upon an old script, based upon their experiences. The job of leadership, the opportunity of leadership, is to get people to consider what their core values are, 
that really define what they deem to be valuable in their life, what they want to teach their kids, what they want to live their life by when they're in their better moments, and to awaken those values and then have each of those values hook into the shared vision and mission of the company creates a culture that is based upon those values. And so as maybe silly as it sounds, I believe every organization out there has a value proposition that typically is not the one that they think that it is. Most organizations think their value proposition involves the goods or services that they exchange with clients for compensation. I tend to think that the value proposition of businesses is to give clients an experience of values experientially in such a way that it creates a connection for those people because I think we ultimately want to hire people. We want to, we want to buy goods and services uh, from people that we can trust and that give us a sense of some larger value at work here, integrity, honor, compassion, uh, kindness, uh, et cetera. So what we do is we try to awaken these deeper states and then apply them very pragmatically to a process that brings them into uh, a culture that really exhibits these and in doing so creates extraordinary value propositions for organizations regardless of their goods or services. Very well put, Alan. And I would, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, this is not, this is no longer a nice-to-have proposition because the consumers are in charge now with all of the communication devices and, and programs that are out there. The consumers are in charge. This is a have-to-have transformation for for companies today. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. In fact, as as Alex is, I'm also a Vistage speaker. And uh, and I, I've done 17 of those speeches for CEOs this year. I've got 17 more to do this year. And I say this to the business leaders I'm fortunate enough to go in and spend a little time with. I think we're in a new paradigm of reality, Bill, and this sounds a little obscure, but, but trust me uh, that, I, that it'll hopefully will make a little sense. I think we're in a, a quantum paradigm of reality in business these days, and it's a shift from the Newtonian paradigm that we've just come out of. The Newtonian paradigm, based on sort of a mechanistic model of reality and, and the universe and business, is very mechanistic and treated people like they were simply human resources, no different than the, the desks, the chairs, the telephone systems. But in this quantum paradigm, all the institutions that we grew up with out of our Newtonian background are in really under, uh, under assault and faltering. Religions, uh, nations, uh, everybody is merging. All these institutions we grew up with are really in decline, but there's one institution in the world that's on the rise, and that is the institution of business. So if we, if, if Alex and myself and other other great coaches that you work with really go out in the world and help grow more conscious leadership, more enlightened leadership from business owners and business leaders, where they see their mission is more than simply shareholder value increase, but really to use business as a force of good in the world to forward visions and values to people as a whole, their clients, their employees, whoever they interface with. It's really, in my way, in my mind, in some ways, the hope of the world for enlightened business leaders to create a new connection between human beings beyond some of the traditional separators of cultures, races, nations, and all of that. And so I believe that it's a sacred thing to have the opportunity to run a business. And I think with that comes a responsibility to throw the business leader into the optimized version of themselves and to create cultures where the people within those cultures are optimized simultaneously. Wow. 
That's fantastic. You know what I what I get out of that is we're saying uh, your H your HR department is is mislabeled. It should be the HB department, the human being department, um, yeah. not the human yeah. resources department. Let's get back to what what people uh, really want and need. They don't just want a job and a desk to come to. They want something that they can believe in and get behind. And that goes back to the Apple Store that you talked about. The you know I'm motivated by mission. I'm motivated be, right. by by the, what I'm how what I'm doing is going to change the world out there. Love it. I love this stuff. So um, how now you have a system in the IMP and um, with your, and I, you know, IMP, I'm going to go back to integrative mastery programs. I think it's such a beautiful choice of words. I hate to ruin it with an acronym. Um, but how does integrative mastery programs uh, get in there with your clients and tell us how effective your system has, what, what change you've seen as a result of working with some of your clients? Well, we do a variety of different things. We do workshops and speeches and all, but really our core programs involve a two-day immersion where we take people out of their normal lives and we invite them to be all about themselves for two days without guilt or regret or apology. Uh, Essentially, this old saw of working on your business, not in your business. We want people to work on their lives, not just in their lives. And so we give them a two-day process where we share this body of information that we've gathered from all these different thought leaders through the last couple of millennia, but particularly the last 50 years. And then we give them a coaching experience after that where they work on projects for three months, either as executive groups or individuals, where they prove the truth of the tools that we share with them in the workshop to themselves. Because our goal is to get people to really own this enough that ultimately we no longer own the technology and the tools they do because we really want them to integrate this into their families, into their churches, into their recreational department. Anything they do, we believe that people have a right to use their lives and develop those lives into an optimized version based on the highest part within them. Now, that sounds esoteric and soft skills and all that, but the example I always use with clients is their relationship as parents to children. I believe that parents look at children as the high watermark of their life, their purpose for being, they're who they're going to remember when they have five minutes left on the deathbed. And yet how, we, how do we guide our children in our, in our better moments? We guide them to develop and live by core values rather than ego impulses. And that's a learned skill that is not natural. So I've, I've written one book. The next book I'm, I'm writing is called The Four Levels of Identity. That really lays out, what this process is like, and that people already know it. They just haven't thought to employ it in the business domain, particularly on a cultural basis. So we take what we believe are universal truths that people have already been familiar with in certain segments of their life, usually the most precious segment of their life, the parent-child relationship, and we take that out into the business marketplace and we say, if it's true for the most precious people in your life, your children, why would it not be true for your employees? but it takes boldness on the part of leaders to essentially operate beyond the mere transaction because extraordinary companies come from organizations that have extraordinary visions and are essentially in pursuit of something larger than just mere shareholder value increase. And that automatically does increase when people play a bigger game in pursuit of a bigger mission. That's fantastic. And, you know, you really do have the ability as a business owner to influence the lives of children in all of your employees. 
And that's something right. that I think is so important is it's not just the boardroom, it's not just the break room, it's the family room that's involved as well. And th- by adopting this type of behavior and, and like what Al's talking about, just getting back to the human being side of things, it's you, you really have the chance to create a legacy for your business and yourself as a business owner and leader. That's fantastic stuff, uh, Al, really is. What? Well, I think, Bill, one of the areas we see this, there's there's one angst I run into commonly with a lot of CEOs, which are often more tenured citizens, they've been around a while, is we have this new generation of millennials. And there's a real perplexion and confusion about uh, how are they going to fit into the workforce. They seem to be coming up with a different view of the world and different set of values. Well, I, I have two millennials as kids. I believe that they're more holistic in what they want. I think they've seen the bankruptcy of just pursuing economics for the sake of material acquisition. They want, in my opinion, they want to live for a higher reason than merely building net worth. They want to have all the benefits of a higher net worth and success, but they really want to have lives that are more holistically fulfilling. Well, that's who's coming up that's going to be taking over business, and they're indicators of this new quantum paradigm, and I believe that really great companies pursue sustainability by anticipating what's going to be happening as they move forward, even when the current leadership is gone. So millennials are going to require organizations that have a larger sense of mission than merely what they're going to be paid. And I think, frankly, we all yearn for that. We just mostly grew up in an era where it was, you know, I'm old enough that, uh, I, you know, my parents went through the Depression and all that. A lot of older CEOs were scripted by, child, uh, by, by childhood experiences that had to do with survival based approaches to work. You were lucky to have a job and not be in a soup line. But it's moved higher than that. We're now in an international economy, and to compete these days, you've got to have a special X factor to your organization to stand out. It's not enough to have a bigger marketplace if you aren't somehow unique in your value proposition. And that begins by presenting a value proposition out of a culture of zealots that are basically, I think we're all like the Blues Brothers. We're on a mission from God. And I think what you need to have as a CEO is you have to have your people believe that like they seem to at the Apple stores. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Al. And I think what what they're experiencing, what they're showing us is really a reflection of what a lot of age 50 plus, a lot of baby boomers are now saying, I've worked all my life for the American dream. Now it's time. A lot of them are transforming into more altruistic type of opportunities now. So it's it's a great cultural uh uh, experience that we're having right now, and I'm I'm so happy that you're uh, joining us today and and telling us about your experience with that. Al, how do our listeners get in touch with you to engage you for uh, speaking and to learn more about what you do at Integrative Mastery Programs? Several ways to do that. We have a website that's uh, I think quite in depth and has all sorts of videos and things on it. That it, it is simply Integrative. I-V-E, Integrative Mastery Programs, plural, dot com. They can do that. If they go onto Amazon, they'll find my book, which is called Soul Proprietorship, S-O-U-L, Proprietorship, Eight Critical Steps to Overcoming Problems in Business and Life. Uh, or they're certainly free to just call me. And uh, our, our number here at the offices is 303-544-2113. And again, this is Al Colleen with Integrative Mastery Programs in the beautiful area of Boulder, Colorado. I love that area. Al, thanks so much. It's been very, very interesting and engaging talking with you. I've learned a lot. I took a bunch of notes, and I hope our listeners did too, and hope you'll come back and join us again soon. 
Thank you so much, Bill. I wish you and your and your listeners all the best. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 